it's about learning, learning what your audience want, what they need, you know, what they're saying, listening to them. So putting out regular surveys to find out, you know, what do you love about this? What would you improve? What um, what challenges are you facing? What is what can we help you with? And just asking questions on a regular basis so that you can let them lead the way. Um, and also not being afraid to try new things and then also remove things. So in the past, we've had features that we've tested out that we don't have anymore. You are listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode 136. Today's guest is someone who is truly a powerhouse. She is the founder of the Female Entrepreneur Association and author of the best-selling book, She Means Business. Carrie Green has been on this wild entrepreneurial journey for over 10 years, but says it hasn't always been fun or fulfilling. In fact, it's full of ups and downs, which I'm sure you can relate to. She created FEA in 2011 after dreaming about it for years, and she now spends her days helping female entrepreneurs just like you create the business and life that they've always wanted to have. Her mission is to inspire you and really give you the tools that you need to create your future. So if you're ready to turn your brilliant ideas into reality, you've got to listen to this episode and don't forget to download your free transcript today at juliesolomon.net slash 136. So whenever I find something in my business that I truly love, and I mean, that really makes my life easier, I love to share it with you, which is why I have to let you know how we use QuickBooks. Now, if you are someone that has to deal with payroll or just wants to rest easy knowing that every paycheck is correct, then QuickBooks is for you. Intuit QuickBooks Payroll has options for businesses of all sizes, from one employee, which could just be you, to over 150. What I love about QuickBooks is how easy it is to navigate online. Payroll tax calculations are done for you. You can file and pay federal and state taxes yourself. I'm telling you guys, it is easy peasy. You can save an average of $600 annually by paying your employees with Intuit QuickBooks payroll. Check it out today at intuit.me slash T-I-P. That's I-N-T-U-I-T dot M-E slash T-I-P. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist, brand building expert, speaker, and New York Times bestselling publicist. This is where I take you behind the scenes with today's top influencers, industry insiders, and entrepreneurs as they share step-by-step strategies to help you turn your online dreams into a purposeful and profitable business. Carrie Green is in the house today. Hello. Hi. So good to be here. So good to have you. And it's been awesome. You and I have had the pleasure of getting to know each other uh, more uh, over this last year. We're in a mastermind together. And um, I'm so excited to have you on today to share more about you and what you do um, to my audience. If they don't know you already, obviously, you have an incredible podcast that I've always seen on iTunes and just kind of wherever there's a business or entrepreneur-based podcast list. You're always there with your cute freaking picture smiling at me. And I love it. So She Means Business, which is your podcast and also the title of your book, which we're going to be talking about today. But She Means Business, what does that mean to you in, in relation to the work that you do now? So She Means Business, I feel like it's just kind of like a statement of um, of like, of my life. I feel like it encompasses so much more than just entrepreneurship. I feel like it's a complete way of being the idea of like living your most extraordinary life ever. 
Um, and um, for me, all that kind of really truly started, well, in like 2011. Um, so yeah, I started the Female Entrepreneur Association back then. And then She Means Business actually came about because it was a motto that I kept using. I used to run a digital magazine and um, every every month we would publish a like a kind of a, a, it was kind of more of a manifesto motto type thing. Um, and at the end, I'd always end it with, she means business. <laughs> um, so I feel like it is kind of like totally a way of life. This like whole idea that we have the ability to create the most incredible lives for ourselves, achieve the most amazing things. Um, if we just kind of like, we mean it, we act on it. We, you know, we take action to make, make it happen. So yeah, that's kind of what it means for me. I love it. So share with us a little bit about how that has transformed into the work that you do now, which I know is predominantly online, but um, how that kind of manifests. So what, in terms of what we actually do? Yes. Um, so in 2013, so well, basically when I started the Female Entrepreneur Association, it was because I felt so lonely building a business. Like it is lonely. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> And um, so I, cause I started my first business in 2005 and it was completely online. And so I was like, there needs to be something out there where we can just get together and drink wine and talk about this emotional roller coaster that is building a business. Um, so I started the Female Entrepreneur Association eventually in 2011, um, after struggling with, um, for years with the idea of who am I to do this? Um, mm. and so it's just developed. So the first few years, I literally just focused on building my audience. Cause I knew that if I was going to make it a success, that is where I had to put my focus on creating an audience of people who absolutely loved why we're sharing and loved this whole message that you can build an incredible business. You can totally be yourself. It can be pink and gold glittery if you want it to be. <laughs> um, and then in 2013, we I finally launched a membership component to it. So essentially that's the core, the way we serve our audience is through the membership. Um, so that is, and that is to, still to this day, the, how we focused on growing the platform and, um, and making it, yeah, the success it is now, really. Yeah. And I want to kind of dive into that. So the first thing is why, why was the membership route the, the, the right thing for you and your community? There's a good question. I, cause I kind of toyed for such a long time. Like We are almost the end of 2019. I know that is freaking crazy, but it means that we've got to start thinking ahead to our dreams and our goals for next year. And if you know me at all, you know that I am a huge believer that you always have to be learning something new. And this is where Skillshare can come in. You can take classes on anything from graphic design to productivity to web development, you name it. I have actually personally taken some classes when it comes to web development just so I could learn a thing or two about something that is not technically my zone of genius. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash TIP. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash TIP for two free months now. That's Skillshare.com slash T-I-P. There's a good question. I, cause I kind of toyed for such a long time. Like, do I create a course? Do I do a membership? Like, 
do I do one-on-one stuff? And for me, I went back to like what my mission was. And when I started FEA, the mission for me was to help inspire and empower as many women from around the world as I possibly could. And so I thought, I don't want to do one-on-one because it's, it would be a really great way of serving a few people, but not a lot of people. And I really wanted to be able to try and serve as many people as I possibly could. So I knew at that point, okay, it's narrowing down to like a course or a membership. And then uh, the idea of a course, I don't know, the thing about it that just freaked me out. <laughs> um, and I also, well, the other thought was that I really wanted to create something where I could really build a community into it, where it was people who every month were there showing up, being part of something, who were, um, who were like um, answering each other's questions, who were opening up. And I realized that you could probably get, have more of an, an impact doing that through a membership rather than a course um, and something that could evolve over time. And obviously the idea of generating recurring revenue sounded lovely. Exactly. Um, so, so yeah, that was a big one for me. So, um, so yeah, I just, in the end, I just added it all up and was like, no, a membership is definitely going to be the most powerful route to go down to be able to actually build this platform or, the way I envisioned it. Mm. And so it kind of walk me through that idea of, you know, how did you know anything about creating memberships, how to do it, you know, the process of it? Um, I would love to kind of know your thoughts on kind of how that started initially. So no, I didn't really know anything. And back in 2013, I really, I didn't know of very many membership sites around to go and, you know, like have a look at for inspiration or anything. There wasn't really anything I could, I knew of. Um, so I put out a survey to my audience and I was like, would you be interested if I created something like this? And I kind of explained a little bit about what it would be. And I did that as a test to see like, okay, is this something they're actually interested in? And then the overwhelming majority said, yes. So I was like, okay, right. I, I need to actually do this. Um, and I remember I was just so terrified to put something together. I think one of my biggest fears was, um, what if no one signs up and then I've got like three people who are joined my membership and I'm creating all this content every month for three people, which just totally isn't sustainable. Mm. Um, the other idea or my other fear was that I was worried that I was going to get stuck on like a content creation wheel that I couldn't get off. Yes. So, and, and it was the fear of like, what if I run out of content to produce? What if one month I'm like, I just don't know what to create. What if it just becomes so overwhelming and I don't really know what I'm getting myself in for. So I definitely had a lot of fears, which stopped me from actually just doing it. And um, I remember in 2013, I, I set myself the goal that by the end of the year, I would have launched my membership. So when it got to like September, October, I was like, bloody hell, I don't have much time left. <laughs> I need to hurry up and figure this out. And so I remember just thinking, well, what are the essentials I need? I need a website. I need to I need to figure out a membership platform. I need to create at least one month's worth of content. And I need to have a plan for getting it out there. I mean, at the time I had an existing audience. I think I had about 18,000 people on my email list at the time. Mm. Um, and so I just decided, right, the thing I love most is talking about mindset and conditioning yourself for success. So that can be the first month. So I created the, what I, I call it a bundle, a bundle of business love. <laughs> um, so I created my first month's piece of content. And then I found someone to help me to put the membership, uh, you know, the technical setup side of things. Cause I was like, I don't want to be playing around myself with something that's generating recurring revenue. Right. <laughs> so I found someone to help me. Um, and then I remember launching on, I think it was November the 26th. I think it was the day either before or after Thanksgiving and my audience are predominantly in the U S. So I was like, did not think that one through. <laughs> 
but I just did it and I put it out there and, um, and yeah, people started signing up. I think within the first month or two months before the end of the year, I think we had 200 members. Um, so I was like, wow, this is crazy and it's working. People were loving it as well. So I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just, I just, you know, when you, you don't know, you just strip it back to the essentials of like, mm. okay, let's look at this. What do I actually need to do right now? Um, and then, yeah. And then I, because I guess with a membership, you can work on perfecting it once it's up and running, you, you can just work on making it better and better and getting better at launching and all that kind of stuff. So I think the main thing at the beginning was just let me get it out there and do it. So that's yeah. And I think that's so important and a great reminder of like, you just, you have to, you have to do things to figure out what works and what doesn't. If you never take the action, if you never try, if you never put it out there, then you're, you're just kind of guessing what may work or what won't work. Um, So I love that you just, you did that. And that's kind of how you were able to figure it out over time. And I know that one of the biggest um, challenges for a membership per se is the retention, right? Is Uh keeping people there, keeping people engaged, keeping people wanting to continue to be a part of the community. What are some challenges that you have faced throughout the growth of your membership and how have you overcome that? And what are some tips or tools that you may have that keep people staying in the community and keep them excited? Um, so yeah, retention is definitely a huge thing to focus on when you have a membership site. Um, I think from my perspective, I've always looked at it as with, with anything, whether it's free or paid, it's like going above and beyond to create something that's so amazing. It wows people and they just want to go and tell everyone else about it because you make it that good. And with the membership, I've always tried to make it like next level amazing for people with what we're producing. And I think that definitely factors into helping to have good retention rates. Um, but as, but there's always, you know, retention is always an issue. So from my perspective, perspective, it's about learning, learning what your audience want, what they need, you know, what they're saying, listening to them. So putting out regular surveys to find out, you know, what do you love about this? What would you improve? What um, what challenges are you facing? What is what can we help you with? And just asking questions on a regular basis so that you can let them lead the way. Um, and also not being afraid to try new things and then also remove things. So in the past, we've had features that we've tested out that we don't have anymore. Um, one month or one for a period of time, we we tested out the idea of allowing people to book in a um, 15-minute one-on-one coaching call with um, one of the team members of FEA. And um, obviously she only had so many hours in the day, so she did it every other Monday. And so obviously out of a membership of 5,000, only a handful of people could book in. And so while those handful of people absolutely blooming loved it, the rest of them were like, hey, we can't book in. As soon as you've released these dates, they all get taken out. We realized, wait, this is not a strategy that works for a membership of 5,000. So just like learning as you go that, you know, sometimes you have a great idea and it doesn't work and you have to listen and pay attention to what's actually happening because, you know, sometimes the ideas you come up with actually, you think they're great, but they're not. Um, and I think also like, for example, we changed up our cancellation process at one point where we've actually always tinkered around with our cancellation process. Um, I definitely think at a minimum, you have to ask people why they're leaving before you allow them to cancel. So you can gather feedback as to like, what is the reason why people don't want to stay part of this? Mm-hmm. Um, we actually changed ours and tested it out, um, which will probably not be forever, but just for a while so that we can really get, create a more personalized cancellation process. So now people can email us and we can have a one-on-one conversation with them about why they're canceling. And so we kind of build out, we know, for example, people cancel because either they don't have the time, they don't have the money, they're overwhelmed. 
um, I can't remember what all the reasons are. I think we've got like four or five reasons that we've identified as like the core reasons. And then we have um, almost like a plan in place for each reason. So like what we can do, what we can offer, how we can help them to make the most of the membership to see if they think that staying would really benefit them. Um, So we can offer them a free month. And in that month, we'll be like, here's the plan we've put together for you to help you to just see whether actually we can help make this worth your while and we can really help you to get results from being here. So putting that plan in place for people who are thinking about cancelling can be really helpful. Mm. Um, And then as well, as as much as focusing on the cancellation um, side of things, it's also really important to focus on the onboarding. So making sure that the onboarding experience when someone becomes a member is amazing. And again, like when I look back to when we started we didn't have an onboarding experience whatsoever it was like you've joined like a video from me and then like here's the website so over time we've just kind of looked at developing it so for example in the last launch we did we had like a 30-day um, we call it like a ramp up, like onboarding experience where we put people because the membership's big bigger now than it, well, it has ever has been so it can be quite intimidating to be put into a group of 5,000 people. So we created a separate Facebook group for the people that joined where we had an orientation experience that existing members still could come and be part of if they wanted to, um, where we basically created a pathway for them with the content that we have. Um, we had like a team FEA call where some of the members of our team joined and they got to meet the team and ask more questions and just there's videos that go out every week. So just a really amazing experience so that they know Um, what's going on, what we've got to offer and how we can truly help them to get the results. Um, And just one final thing on retention. I think one of the most important things um, is to be able to sell people the dream of what it is your membership's about and where your membership's taking them. Um, Mm -hmm. So what is that journey? What is that end destination? And making sure that you constantly... you, you're constantly repeating like where you're trying to get them to, what that looks like from the thank you page video of like, you know, it's not like, hey, you've just signed up and here's what's going to happen next. It's, hey, you've just signed up. This is where we're going to take you. Like, you know, this is the like, and kind of talk about the dream side of things rather than the practical details. Um, that was a great lesson I learned from a book called, I think it's called Retention Point. It's such a good book. Anyone that has a membership site should read it. Um, I think it's called by Robert Scrobb. Um, but it's, it's really good. Um, so yeah. Um, but those are some of the things I would focus on or I do focus on for retention. And then how many people are currently in your membership now? We currently have 5,000 members. Wow. That's amazing. And then how long, when did you first launch? In November, 2013. So, so yeah, and it's been interesting because obviously as we've grown, we've realized almost what's works back then isn't what works now in terms mm-hmm. of marketing. Right. So it's right. like constantly learning and developing. And sometimes I feel like I'm back at square one. We're trying to figure it out. And, um, but yeah, it's been amazing though. And I think the thing I love the most is that we've now got this core uh, fan base, but not just fan base, but like customer base and just these incredible women doing amazing things who are the just true fans of FEA and what we stand for and what we're about. And, um, so yeah, it's been amazing to build that out and it's, it's, it feels like it was definitely the right thing to do over a course for me with Mm. what I wanted. And I love what you mentioned about like over time, I think a lot of times, you know, we can all be under the assumption of we're going to, you know, once we create this one thing, this one ebook, this one product, this one coaching series, this one, you know, um, whatever it may be for somebody, then we're done, right? And we just like sit back and it works and it's great. But 
to really make something be a long-term business and to really see long-term success and growth, you do have to constantly be refining and retweaking and looking at the numbers and looking at the feedback, reading the surveys, talking to, as you said, the members, fine-tuning the experience, fine-tuning the content, really showing up and making sure that your ideal customer is getting what they really need in that moment. And I think that that's such a really good reminder is that you're never really done with something. Yeah. It does take... Yeah, it takes that re- refinement for sure. Um, so I would love to know, because you have parlayed, I mean, you have the membership, but you've parlayed into other creations. You know, you have done podcasting, you have a book, which I would love to hear about now um, and kind of see how does that complement your overall community and the business that you do. Man, is it getting colder and a little bit rainier outside, well, at least for me anyway, which is why I knew that I had to dive in and get myself a new pair of Rothy's. Now, if you don't know, Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoe for life on the go. They're sustainable, they're comfortable, and they're fully machine washable, which is my favorite part about Rothy's. Now, I'm a huge fan of their loafers, which I wore all summer, but lately I have been wearing their Chelsea which is kind of like this high top sneaker. It's really cool. I have it in the style Wildcat. Now, what I love most about it is how comfortable it is and how it can literally go with everything from yoga pants to jeans to dresses, you name it. You can go to rothys.com slash influencer to get your new favorite pair of shoes today. Comfort, style, and sustainability, these are the shoes that you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash influencer today. That's rothys.com slash influencer. R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash influencer. So wanted to make sure that you knew about my brand new and free masterclass that I have going on right now over at pitchitperfect.net forward slash masterclass. Now, one of my favorite topics to dive into is pitching, and that is exactly what this masterclass dives into even more. Here in this masterclass, I give you the five simple pitch strategies that help you land your first 5K brand deal. And I also give you five easy fixes that take you from, hey, nobody's actually responding to me, to landing bankable collaborations. So all you have to do is head over to pitchitperfect.net forward slash webinar to sign up and you can get to watching. You have done podcasting, you have a book, which I would love to hear about now um, and kind of see how does that complement your overall community and the business that you do. So the book I was published with Hay House in 2017 and actually it has been so incredible in terms of like growing FEA, growing the membership because typically the people who actually buy and read the book become the biggest fans of me, of FEA and then want to join the membership. But then those people are the people that stick around for a really long time because they're so bought into what we stand for, what we're about, and they feel like that's them too. Um, so the book's been really, really powerful. Um, I I had the goal to write the book. When I first started FBA, I went on this little mission um, to see what would be possible if I conditioned myself to success. And I bought this journal and put in the front, the diary of a female entrepreneur, it was 2011. And um, I remember thinking to myself, I am going to turn this journal into a book and get this book published by Hay House one day. <laughs> So it was a really, it was a goal I'd had for a long time. Um, uh, and I remember starting to write the book and thinking, oh my gosh, this is like the hardest thing I have ever done. Like I was, I wrote the biggest pile of crap. <laughs> it took a really long time for me to like write the book. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it, the book was, um, has been amazing. And 
it's been incredible to get it published with Hay House and it's just had pro- provided so many opportunities to just create more awareness of what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I happily answer any questions on book stuff. Yeah. So walk us through that was, um, do you think that a lot of the idea of the book came from you having a community and having that membership first, or was that idea always kind of there to do it? And it was just timing. Um, I had always like probably even before 2011 wanted to do some kind of book. Um, but then when I got clear on that, I wanted to do a book and I wanted it to the focus to be around um, women in business, female entrepreneurship. Well, it's actually not, it's just about building a business in general is just aimed at women. Um, so I definitely had the idea before I'd had the membership or anything like that. Um, and, and then it just happened with the timing, like that we had the membership, um, and then Hay House reached out and I was like, nearly fell off my chair. I was like, oh my gosh. Hey House, <laughs> this is what I've been wanting, right? Like, thank you universe. Um, so, um, so yeah, it just, um, it all came together, uh, with, yeah, great timing with where we were at with the membership. Um, but that's also kind of part of the book. So the book is all about, it's kind of like, um, it's my, it's my story. It's other people's stories. Um, and like showing like what is possible, like how to actually turn an idea into a successful business. Um, so I think part of the reason it was published when it was, was because I had really reached a point in the business where it was doing so well. And it did tell the journey then of this is where I was at the beginning with all these fears, with no money, no idea what I was doing, you know, in terms of building this community and doing all these things to then where it was at when I wrote, when I finished the book and it was published. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I think that's probably also a reason for the timeline, but, um, but yeah, it was, it's been a great marketing tool. And how has launching a book been different than launching or continuing to build a, me- a membership? <laughs> <laughs> well, the book was interesting. Cause I was like, I remember being like three months out from the book being released and Hay House being like, you need to start with the pre-launch. And I was like a pre-launch, but the book's not even available. And, um, and I was like, how do you sell something that people can't actually buy or mm. have in their hands for until like three months time? So I realized that the launch of a book is very different from a launch of a membership where you give people access right away. Um, and that the launch of a book really revolves around bonuses and timed bonuses so that you can keep stacking bonuses. So you're not actually selling the book, you're selling the bonuses. And it mm. just happens that they happen to buy the book when, um, when it, you know, they'll get the book when it's released. So I realized there was a totally different mindset. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, it, that was a really interesting lesson to learn. <laughs> if you could launch a book for the first time all over again, knowing what you know now, what are some of the tools or like must-haves that you could share with someone? Um, well, firstly, yeah, get your bonuses in place as that will relate to the book and that will excite your audience. So for example, whether there's like a digital course you can create, whether, um, whatever kind of bonus would work really well for the book you're producing. Um, so I would just, yeah, I would get like a pre-launch plan three months out, if not further out than that. I would also, for example, I started the She Means Business podcast when the book was launching as a way to drive more awareness of the book. Um, so that was really helpful. So I'd say like, definitely get, create a podcast or something like a video series where you can be kind of reiterating your book, your, the messages of your book through that and give people a chance to, um, to either sign a, like a, uh, a wait list so that you can tell them as soon as they can buy or go and get them to pre-buy it if it's available for like a, to pre 
to to buy on Amazon before it's been released. Um, yeah, but I think it's just working with different influencers, um, getting out there on other people's podcasts to talk about the book. But yeah, I think for me, the, the main thing I learned was this is actually selling bonuses. It's not selling the book. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a really, I mean, I love that you said it in that way. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, so wanting to kind of piggyback off of that, how how do you intertwine? You've got books, podcasts, membership, um, among other things. How does your business structure look like um, now that you've kind of done all of these things, tested them out? When you think of your ideal customer, what would be the journey that you would want her to kind of go through when it comes to your products and services, kind of building out that product ladder, if you will? Um, we're actually working on this at the moment to try out some new stuff. But um, so for me, it's, yeah, like you said, that is that journey. So obviously creating awareness, getting people to know about FEA, and that largely comes through the content that we produce, video, podcast. Um, and um, so typically we've produced one main piece of content a week and we're going to be starting to do a member's podcast. So it'll be an interview with a member that will be released to our entire audience um, and also a behind the scenes video as well, um, which I used to do, but I stopped doing. So we're going to bring that back. So it's like having those core pieces of content that go out every single week um, and then looking at how we're distributing those pieces of content throughout social media um, and to our audience so that we can maximize on engagement with the with that content. And then obviously when they consume the content, the plan is to get them to want to subscribe to the email list. So with a lot of the videos and the content that we put out there, we create freebies that go along with, with the, with what we've created, um, to encourage people to join the, um, the email list. And then obviously once they're on the email list, we then, you know, keep engaging with them, sending regular emails, letting them know what we're about, what we stand for so that they feel like, oh my gosh, this is me. I get this. Um, and then, um, typically in the past, actually, we've kind of gone from that and warming them up to then having a launch of the membership and opening up enrollment so that people can join the membership. Um, but, we're just switching it up at the moment so that we are creating um, a, a different different priced products from lower priced products to slightly more expensive products to get people excited about being a customer of FEA and buying something from us so they, they're even more engaged. And then when we can open the membership, they are like, they're they're at a different stage to the people who are just subscribed for free. Mm. Um, and so I think for me though, it's about creating a journey that is incredible, that wows them, that really um, clearly communicates what we stand for, what we're about in a way that makes them feel like included. So obviously they'll either get it and resonate with it or they won't. Um, right. But it'll help us to then identify the people that want to like stand next to us and be like, because we're, you know, for me, I always, I don't really see myself as an expert. I see myself as someone in the trenches with everyone else who's in, as an entrepreneur. Like mm -hmm. I'm still figuring out stuff as much as anyone else is figuring out stuff. And I think for me and the way I wrote my book, it's like, I want to be the best friend that's by your side that gets you and that you can open up to and we can chat. And, you know, even if we don't have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, it might be a chat over Instagram or something or whatever, but people feel like they're really part of something. And for me, that is so important when you're building something that you, you're trying to build like a big audience and create that community. It, you just have to really put the heart and soul and the why into everything that you create so that people can people get it? And they're like, oh my gosh, she gets me. I mm. need to be part of this. Um, cause like you can spend all your time putting out content, but if it's, 
a bit crap. No one's going to want to keep listening, are they? Exactly. Um, Well, Carrie, I also want to talk a little bit about um, just kind of overall mindset. I mean, you're someone who has been doing this for a while now. You've, you know, created and grown really successful different types of thing. I mean, from what we've all talked about today, podcasting, books, memberships, you've done a lot of really, you know, big things that I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast would love to do one day. And I would love to know what are your tips in staying with it, continuing to believe in yourself, not getting run down by the comparison, by the conformity, by feeling those moments of helplessness and powerlessness. What are your tips to constantly evolving and staying in it and, and keeping the passion in it when you're when you're there as well? Um, well, for me, I feel like all this stuff is like the number one thing that every entrepreneur needs to be focused on. Because I always say like, you can have the best marketing strategies in the world, but if you are so like caught up internally with fears, doubts, and worries, then it's going to be such a struggle to create anything successful because you're going to be constantly tripping yourself up. So I do feel like that is that we have to all work on ourselves. So for me, when I started FEA, I I said, I mentioned earlier, I went on this mission, I call it my mission success challenge to see what was possible if I conditioned myself for success. And so some of the things I started to do back then that I continue to do now, which helped keep me on track were things like um, really tuning in with myself and seeing what was going on. Because so often we are focused on what we don't want to happen or our doubts and worries rather than what we do want to happen. Mm. Um, And so I think it's just being really clear, uh, like with yourself and tuning in so that you know, okay, this is what's going on right now. Like I am, if you feel stuck, it's like having the awareness of the fact that you actually are stuck and why you're stuck and what is holding you back and how you're stopping yourself and really working on it. There's an amazing exercise that I really love to do um, where basically you sit down and you think about some point in the future. Let's say you want to think about the end of the year and you think about what you want to have achieved by the end of the year. And then you sit down and you write, because I dot, 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 I didn't achieve what I wanted. So you literally sit down and you write down all the reasons why you won't get to where you want to be. And so often when I do this and when other people have done it that I've been with, they end up thinking like, well, I didn't do it because I was too afraid or I just procrastinated and I put it off. I overthought everything. I didn't get the help I needed. Um, you know, and you start to realize bloody hell, like I can hold myself back in so many ways. And then you do the exercise again. And you said you do right because I dot, 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 I made everything that I wanted happen. And then you write down how you made it happen. Like, who do you have to become in order to get to where you want to be? And so for me, like, that is such a hugely important thing is like, um, thinking about like who you want, who you need to become in order to create the success you want to create. Um, sometimes I think it's all about like almost thinking of the future version of yourself, the more refined, successful version of yourself and thinking, how would she act today? How would she do the things that I need to do right now? Um, and, and just having awareness around that so that you can start acting in a more successful way right now. Um, and just doing other things like constantly inspiring myself, watching inspirational videos on YouTube, like having an inspiration video playlist, listening to inspiring podcasts that are going to get me thinking and they're going to get me feeling like I can achieve anything that I want. Um, I think having inspirational quotes all over the place is so important, like constantly feeding your subconscious mind with, um, uh, messages that you're going to make this happen, that you can actually do it. 
it's so important, like having a vision board so that you can see your goals on it. On my vision board, I always have words on it. Like trust is always on my vision board because it's one thing to say you want to achieve a goal. It's another thing to trust that you're going to make that your reality. So for me, it's like, I look at that goal and then I see the word trust and I remind myself, trust that this is a done deal and that this is yours for the taking and you will make it happen. Even though you have no idea how it's going to come about, you know that it's yours and it's on its way to you. Um, and again, like doing, having things like um, a, a inspirational music playlist that you can listen to it when you're having a day where everything's just a little bit challenging and you're just feeling totally unmotivated. Um, so you can get re-inspired, you can get fired up again. Um, it's like that quote Zig Ziglar said, um, motivation oh I can't remember what it is but something about like motivation like taking a bath like you need to take a bath every day to stay clean like you need to do things every day to stay motivated like it doesn't just last for us all like we have to work on feeling motivated like it's an intention um and so just working on ourselves to really get clear on what does success look like for me what does success feel like for me and um, and then working on it, because I would say success isn't an accident. It's not like successful people wake up one day and think, wow, how did I get here? <laughs> I feel you get, you create success on purpose and it starts with knowing what does, what is success to me and how, what am I going to do to bring it into my life more? Um, and so using these things and like visualizing, like I visualize like crazy, visualize everything. Like I can't tell you how many times I visualize walking into a book bookshop and seeing my book on the shelf, pulling it off the shelf and looking at it and being like, oh my gosh, I wrote a book and it's here like mm-hmm. I visualize that over and over and over again like all the things all the big things that have happened for me as an entrepreneur happened in my mind a long time before they became my reality because I visualized it and I worked on it and I just think it's so important because you know it is such an emotional roller coaster you're literally trying to turn ideas that you have in your head into reality and you've never done it before and it pushes you so far outside of your comfort zone you question everything you all naturally that fear bubbles up inside and so it's knowing that you can actually hang on and keep going and and trust that you'll get to where you want like i remember having this quote on my wall that said successful people hang on when everyone else has let go and i remember thinking you might not know how you're going to do this, but the one thing you do know you can do is you can hang on. And I I remember thinking, I am going to be the person that hangs on and figures this out. And every time we have a challenge and something really terrifies me and I think, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Which happens all the time, let's be honest. I think about that and I'm like, no, I can hang on. And no, I can ask myself good enough questions to get to the other side of this and to create awareness around what I need to do differently, how I need to change uh, in order to make this is success and to get to where I want. Um, so for me, like all of those things are such a crucial part of being successful. Um, I think when we all, when we condition ourselves for success, it literally changes your life. Mm. It's, It's definitely changed mine. That's for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for walking us through that. Um, I also wanted to make sure to let everyone know that if you, cause Carrie has given us so much guidance, so much wisdom, so much strategy today. If you're wanting to, download these not only in your brain, but literally download them. You can get a free transcript download at juliesolomon.net forward slash 136. That way you can highlight, go through, read. I know that we all learn differently. So wanted to make sure that you knew where that free transcript was. Again, juliesolomon.net forward slash 136 to get all of this goodness written down that we are going over today. And Carrie, I would love for you to share if someone is looking for that community, looking to be a part of a monthly community of people membership where they're going to get all of the good stuff that you offer. Can you let us know where to find that information? 
my membership is over at femaleentrepreneurassociation.com and that is where all the goodness is housed awesome and then where can people find you on social media on social media i hang out over on instagram uh, i am carrie green we also have um at female entrepreneur association too um so yeah i feel like i hang out mostly on instagram these days um so yeah that would be the main place awesome and then before we wrap this up one last question what does influence mean to you uh, ooh, influence. I think the ability to share a really powerful message with people who will get it and feel like it impacts them in such a positive way. Like, um, that's what it means for me to be able to influence people in the most powerful way ever. Awesome. Thank you so much, Carrie, for coming on today, walking us through all of that goodness and being here with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for having me. All right, that is it for today. Now, as you know, some of our best conversations actually happen after the show. So I want you to find me on Instagram, head on over to our Facebook group at the Influencer Podcast, and let me know your thoughts about today's show. All right, I will see you again, same time, same place, next week. Next time on the Influencer Podcast. And so I think that that's just such a great reminder too, is that there's so many limitations that we put on to ourselves because that's what makes ourselves feel safe, you know, of like, well, let me just cage myself here or here or here or here. And so it doesn't allow us the freedom to just be. Yes. And I think as humans, for some reason, we're terrified of change. And in order to do something new, to create or listen to that voice within change is inevitable. Growth is inevitable. We know these things, but